Welcome to Radically Personal, where we explore the behind-the-scenes stories of today's most beloved brands, how they started, what their mission is, and how they're building enduring relationships with their customers and showing them how they have their best interests at heart. I'm Joseph Ancinelli, CEO of Gladly. We're on a mission to help companies reinvent customer service and deliver on the promise of radically personal customer experiences. On today's episode, we're joined by Adam Seed. Adam is the Director of Guest Services at Ulta Beauty. Adam shares the mindset shift that today makes Ulta's guest services so successful. You know, we have to move from being transactional to being purposeful, building a relationship, not just thinking about guest services as a post-transaction team that helps answer, where is my order? Adam also tells how COVID-19 forced Ulta Beauty to search for new solutions to the challenges they faced, including how to scale and staff their guest experience team. I had the opportunity to bring on 200 helpers from our field. These were folks in our stores that their store was shut down due to the pandemic, and I was able to bring them in on Gladly to answer emails. And we'll hear some insights on Ulta Beauty's accelerated pivot to digital retail. Not only did we have to accelerate our, our omni-channel experiences, but I think we had to really challenge ourselves to remain grounded in the human connection. This is Radically Personal. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Radically Personal. I am super excited to welcome my friend, Adam Seed, the Director of Guest Services at Ulta Beauty, to share his story, the story of Ulta Beauty, and how Ulta is delivering a radically personal guest services experience. Adam, welcome. Thank you, Joseph. Great to talk with you. Why don't we start, Adam, maybe with a little uh, introduction and background for all of our listeners of who you are and, um, and, and your background. I've been in uh, customer care since I was a kid, technically, uh, in high school. Served at APAC Customer Care out of Deerfield, Illinois, for about 13 years. Really cut my teeth in service and sales and uh, ran operations and centers and client accounts and really had a great experience. It really um, took me into a field that I had never thought I would enjoy as much, and I've been there ever since. And then I transitioned to Nordstrom responsible for customer care and spent 13 years at Nordstrom. And of course, an incredible company, incredible leadership, and uh, quite the experience that I've gained uh, personally and professionally at Nordstrom and gave me the opportunity to to transition to Ulta Beauty. And I've been at Ulta now for four years as of this weekend. Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. And uh, I would say Ulta really is a a technology company in many ways uh, in the beauty industry, really you know, bringing technology and solutions to our guests in the in the world of beauty. And it's been an incredibly fun ride here. That's awesome. I mean, those are some, some you have worked with some really amazing brands that just have this incredible legacy and heritage of delivering great customer experiences and service. What role does guest services play? We partner with all of our departments, such as supply chain, of course, and merchandising, marketing, IT, um, it, we really work in the center and need to know a lot about a lot. So guest services is part of the strategic planning process, as well as the execution and operational processes. As a guest services department, we feel uh, we are in the middle. What what led you to rethinking the customer experience, the guest experience, and, and how did that lead you to choosing 
gladly as your partner? The journey broadened as soon as we really thought about ways to be more emotional. At Alta, we have we have 34 million Ultimate Rewards members today, and 95% of our sales come from our members. It gives us the opportunity to better know the guest. So I think the challenge that I've always had is how do you use that information, that data, that those insights in the guest services world? So I think that was the impetus of you know, how can we do better? And, and so I didn't actually know some of those stats. So 34 million members in the ultimate program and 95% of your revenue comes from those, from the members. That's that right. You just That's incredible. It That's really right. changes the way you think about the business because you really think of it as a membership, not as an individual transaction. Service used to be this back office issue resolution function. And, you know, you're thinking about it as like a front office revenue generator. You know, we have to move from being transactional to being purposeful, building a relationship, not just thinking about guest services as a post-transaction team that helps answer tracking questions. (laughs) Where's my order? order? (laughs) Those are the transactional inquiries that, you know, everybody has to answer well and quickly, but we have a real advantage at Alta that we have these members and they give us great information, which is their purchase history. We use that same information when we're talking to a guest. We want to recognize the guest and their loyalty and also their uh, their preferences. You're investing a lot in unlocking all that data about who a guest is to match them with an associate to best help. How, how has that changed things? We deliver a really great experience to each guest, regardless regardless really of our membership tier. Although we you know we love our platinum and diamond guests, or <laughs> so I would say, it's really a matter of recognizing them, acknowledging that loyalty. Now, Alta has been around since 1990, and we have some very loyal, tenured guests, and so we want to recognize that. Uh, but more so, it's it's understanding their preferences, their favorite brands. It gives us the ability to acknowledge that and suggest new brands, suggest new products. Of, of their favorite brand. And I think that's where it gets fun. We can become more helpful to the guest versus you know, transactional. And it is so much about that feeling of showing that you know who they are that delivers on that engagement and retention, which is super powerful. That's the way you compete against an Amazon. I mean, you're in a category that people could argue, well, it's just something that Amazon could easily do. And I, and I think they do, but I don't think they do super well because they don't, they don't deliver on that level of engagement. This pandemic has really challenged all of us retailers to be more creative and put forth solutions. I think at Alta Beauty, we have associates as our secret weapon, and we have an amazing (laughs) in-store experience. And I think it it puts uh, that ownership on guest services, if I speak about my team, to deliver the same experience as our guests expect from us in-store. And so we need to create that environment where guests can come in and explore and test and try and really be themselves uh, when they come into one of our stores. And how do we uh, give that same experience digitally or with a guest services as well? You know, voice has been such a, and still is a really important way that your guests will connect. But you've obviously gone through a bunch of um, transition with your guests in terms of where they want to talk with you and, you know, the rise of messaging as a place to meet your guests. Can you share any experiences for, for folks who are sort of thinking about that? Uh, we read articles and, and we go to conferences and hear that voice is going away and, and people aren't going to call, but it's certainly not the case. Uh, we love to talk with our guests. Our guests love talking with us. And 
I would say half of our volume remains on the phone. Uh, however, that is changing to your point. And you know, in addition to email, we see live chat on the rise, proactive chat on top of live chat, and then text, which we launched in July, which has been great. It's been a trickle because we're testing it and that's currently on our phone menu, but we see an adoption there as well. And we need to be very relevant to our guests. Our guests uh, are very diverse and we need to be where our guests are and really harness technology and make communication convenient and on the guest terms. You know, it's about choice. It's about meeting people wherever they are. Is there any, is there any learnings from the first few months of using SMS that you would share with folks? It's not as complicated as one would think in terms of waiting for a guest to respond back and making sure it's the same specialist and figuring some of those logistics out to make sure that the experience is a great, consistent one for the guest. You know, our learnings were just dip your toe in and try it out and your guests are excited <laughs> to speak with you. You're excited to speak with the guest. It turns into just the specialist is going to be a great specialist and right. advisor for the guest. So what's really neat about it is the reaction from the guest in our customer satisfaction results of the nice surprise that they get when they can select text as an option. Oh, interesting. You've actually gotten people to respond back in your CSET surveys specifically about that? Yeah. How cool. How cool is text? This is great. Ulta Beauty text now. If you were to size up the type of guest perhaps that may want to text versus call, that is not who you're marketing your text to currently if you just offer it in your phone menu. So you're really mm -hmm. surprising those guests that are calling in and loving the choice. But there yeah. are, to your earlier point, there are times when it's better to talk. So if you're texting, mm -hmm. it's great to be able to say, do you mind if I call you? I think I can help you much more quickly. And then the guest is also pleased that we're not locked into the current right. channel that we're talking to them in. Everyone is focused on this concept of omni-channel. And I don't think omni-channel is the point. I think the point is to be channel independent. It's about the guest. You should meet them wherever they are, and it should just be one continuous conversation with that guest independent of the channel. So you can start an SMS, be on a phone call, send them an email, and even do them at the same time. I mean, there's no reason why you can't be on the phone and text them some links, for example, or something, or some images. Absolutely. And I think it's the definition of omni-channel maybe puts you in a corner too much. And I think you need to think broadly at how you communicate with your guests and start collecting their preference as well. Certainly, the pandemic sparked a massive shift to digital. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I think we learned that not only did we have to accelerate our, our omni-channel experiences, but I think we had to really challenge ourselves to remain grounded in the human connection. So mm -hmm. being hyper-relevant and having strong capabilities to deliver. I would say that the guests expect in-store and online experiences to be seamless and connected. I think that's a given. Safety and convenience are more important than ever. And I think you know one of the things that we learned that we really expanded on was our glam lab and our skin analysis. What are those? Well, it's, it's our means to allow virtual try-ons of our product. So Glam Lab, it's, it's really neat. So Glam Lab, we've had, on average, about 20 million shade try-ons a quarter. It's a big number. Virtually. So virtually, you know, via our app. It's incredible to see the adoption rate and the usage and now the dependency on it. So I think you know, bringing that to market and really expanding it was huge during the pandemic. It's certainly one that, of course, we're continuing. But it just goes to show that that human connection is absolutely necessary. It's more important than ever during a time when much interaction was taken away. So right. it's part of the reason I think our guests crave our in-store experience. I didn't know those numbers. I mean, that's just such a huge new way to engage. 
20, that's crazy, that number. I'm just thinking about that. That's, that's incredible. That's awesome. If, if you love the data point, I think you know our foundation shade matcher is another uh-huh. capability and 60% of our users get matched. Foundation virtually is very difficult. And so it's another service uh, that we provide. And, and I think it looks like you have used it. I know we're looking at each other right now and, and you were spot on. So. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. I, yeah. People can't see us. We're on video looking at each other. He's, he's staring at my bald head. <laughs> you know, messaging, obviously you're getting some really good adoption. People are excited to text and SMS. You shared once a little bit of how you've started to use proactive chat to help drive revenue. Sure. Um, proactive chat in checkout has been uh, a great capability for us. And we found that engaging with the guests that may be struggling in checkout, perhaps time spent on page or struggling with a promotion code entry, we would engage with a proactive chat. We found through measuring the results that our conversion rate had doubled with those engagements over proactive chat versus not reaching out to the guests. So they're in the, they've got an item, they're in the checkout page. You have some rules that we don't have to get into your secret sauce on that, that says, hey, is there some way I can help you in this moment? And you're finding that when you engage, you've doubled the conversion for people checking out, basically. That's right. That's a huge, that's gotta have a huge impact on the bottom line. Like a pop, I should say top line. That's such a great example much more of a front office, I'm helping you through the pre-sales process versus the post-sales process. It's been fantastic. The results have been significant. That's a great example of being where your guests need you to be when they need you. Let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about people and culture. What's changed in the recruiting and enablement of the team, both with COVID, but also with thinking of Gladly as the product platform you use? Um, like you shared some stories about like you can recruit different people today, for example. You know, we look for individuals that uh, want to engage with people. They are creative in their thought and they have an opinion and they want to do what's right and they really match our company values and they love what they do. And so we're looking for people that really fit the mold of our values at the same time we empower them. So our training is of making choices to serve the guest uh, in the right way. And that means it's not very scripted. And you know there are lots of resources to make the best decision for the guest at that time. The hiring profile has always been tough, especially during the holiday ramp season in retail, mm-hmm. where you're trying to look for a candidate that is service-oriented and can communicate with people really well and loves doing so. At the same time, they have this technical savvy about them. And so you, know, you have this sort of dichotomy a bit. It's rather difficult to find somebody that's very tech savvy that can work a dozen screens at one time while trying to deliver a really great guest experience. So the transition to Gladly or you know, what you and I have always talked about, simplicity and ease of Gladly. And really, I've always been looking for an intuitive uh, platform that quite frankly trains itself. And I always mm-hmm. compare it to the iPhone. You get your iPhone and it's a supercomputer and it has a threefold pamphlet and it's maybe an inch tall that tells you basically enjoy the product. Gladly's really enabled that for us. But I got to tell you a story. During the pandemic, when you know we shut down stores and right. we, along with most most others, were in high queues, I had the opportunity to bring on 200 helpers from our field. And these were folks in our stores that their store was shut down to, due to the pandemic, and 
uh, I found a way to tap their skill set. They were obviously great with our guests, their associate of Alta Beauty. I was able to bring them in on gladly to answer emails and it worked out. So amazingly. these were store associates or managers who had never worked necessarily in, on the guest services team. They were in-person retail associates. That's right. They were front and center on their feet all day in our stores across the country. So creating a virtual training and introducing the platform, introducing Gladly and training them up to speak with our guests over email was amazing for us. And it was amazing for them. The win we got out of that was such a partnership with our field team mm -hmm. that they could appreciate the inquiries that guests come in with. Some of them are from experiences within their stores, so they could hear that firsthand and help solve that problem and really represent their store and take full ownership of the experience and make it a great one. So it was incredible from a relationship standpoint, from an operational standpoint, and it helped our guests who, you know, at that point in time, we were trying to serve our guests as, as effectively as possible. The fact that you did that crossover of the team, like it's, that's just, it's, I, I love that story. That's a great, that's a great, great, great learning. You know, the name of the podcast is Radically Personal. And I ask everyone who comes and joins to tell something that's radically personal about you that most people don't know. So what's Adam's radically personal moment? These are all legal moments and stuff, right? <laughs> radically personal. I would say, well, this is rather recent. Uh, to me, it's radically personal that I went back to finish my college degree. And that was a summer. And this past summer? It was this summer. Yeah, I finished it. You know, it was really important. First of all, it was a ton of fun. I, I cannot believe I'm a totally different person, of course, now than when I was a young punk kid, you know, mm -hmm. trying to, you know, make it through college and, and not sure exactly how I was going to apply what I was learning and whatnot. I went in uh, in an engineering track and, you know, certainly pivoted uh, in my career. So, but the most important job for me is, is being a father and yeah. a, role model, a role model for my two sons. So I want to show them the value of hard work and you know, taking a risk to better yourself in an area you're passionate about. I feel like it's a, it's it was a, a great thing for me to do personally. I had a ton of fun. I did really well, maybe a little bit uh, too well, according to some of my professors. That, uh, you know, so they're not used to having these types of conversations about uh, one hundredth of a grade point average on a you know on a grade. So anyway, uh, it was a lot of fun. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. That's great. That's congrats on that. That's um. That's, that's, you know, that's grit, you know, like you just did something you wanted to do and you made it happen. And I can't imagine how you managed to do that while leading the team at Ulta. Cause I know how crazy it's been the last 18 months. So double kudos on that. That's awesome. What's next. What's next for Ulta? Mary, who, who recently retired as a CEO, I mean, she just did an amazing job in her tenure there. I mean, she really did. Um, it's hard to argue with the incredible results and the scale that she's built at the company. New CEO now. What's next for Ulta overall? What's next for Ulta and guest services? Well, I'd say overall, um, you know, Mary is such a, a fantastic leader and developed such a following among all of us. And Dave Kimball, our CEO, is certainly carrying the torch and running with it. All up for Alta will continue to grow our innovative apps and champion product discovery and trial. Our associates, I'm sure, will continue to serve as experts and, and deliver on the guest needs, wants, and values. And I think, you know, we'll serve, as I mentioned before, our guests where they need us, when they need us. And I think that's the key. Yeah. I think one of the things I always hear from our conversations is that it's one Alta, whether it's in store, online, 
with a guest experiences team, like it, it's just, it's one Ulta, you know, it's really hard to deliver on that. So we are one company, we wear a guest hat and, you know, seeing the stores appreciate the capabilities that we can serve their local guests with, with buy online, pickup in store and curbside, et cetera. It certainly allows them to continue serving their guests and growing their business. All of us have been uh, in locked arms uh, through this and we've grown from it. You know, people and teams and your team, they just do such an amazing job. And I'm sort of curious, like what, what have been some of the secrets or like, um, secret weapons that you've had internally to help you get through the challenging times with such grace and success? Well, I, it certainly has been a choose your own adventure, I think, the past couple of years. <laughs> and I would say, uh, because you can't look in a crystal ball, I'd say yeah. uh, by far, you know, my secret weapon is my team here at Alta Beauty. Uh, Ron, Matthew, Paula on the guest services team, uh, their leadership is really unparalleled and they eat, sleep and breathe guest services and they come to the table with creative thoughts and an opinion and a voice and they are excellent at working together to put it into play yeah they're great and, and i think you know one of the things that um, we try to do and i think that we've done pretty well with you is also like how do we how do we engage so like we are part of the team and I, we've always felt very welcomed I'm super proud of that partnership that we've been able to do. It's not, it's not a vendor relationship. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, we're on this journey together. Likewise, we feel the same way. And, and that's, I would think is your secret weapon. We have 1300 stores. We have, you know, over 30,000 associates in store serving guests. And we have guest services, of course, that, uh, that are trying to deliver the same experience as our, our in-store associates. And so I would ask you, how do you envision Gladly evolving or where do you expect to take Gladly to you know, serve retailers like ours that are uh, heavy brick and mortar and online presence app and really technology forward and with the experience uh, as our overall top of the list value? Yeah. I mean, I, and I think I've shared this with you. I mean, we started the company really because we wanted to help companies like yours who are trying to focus on lifetime value of your customers and that long-term engagement. And we think the right way to do that is to deliver this idea of people-centered service approach, a relationship, not about a workflow function. It's just funny. I mean, the way people have delivered and focused on service really is this result of applying the, the mentality and the lessons from a production line to service. You know, if you think about a production line where you sort of separate people's knowledge and the actual things that they're doing on a production line where you want to get it to be very process oriented. And they've sort of taken the people and their intelligence and their relationships out of the conversation. And what we're trying to do is figure out how to work with people to bring, bring that personal, bring people back to the center. It's called customer service. It's not called case service, right? You know, it's about understanding your guests and meeting them wherever they are. And so we continue to invest in that. How do we help you drive revenue, improve CSAT while doing it more efficiently? You know, we support lots of different ways to connect today. One of them we don't yet do natively is like video, for example. So we think that video is a way of engaging and making that part of the conversation in a very natural way is a really interesting extension. Associates participate in the conversation with guests, you know, it might be with proactive communications. It might be that they're participating in guest services. We really want to continue to invest in making it so there really truly is a single lifelong conversation between Ulta and your guests. Two big things that we think a lot about is people 
and delivering more context about who they are. So make your team really be able to show that you know them and also just to meet your guests wherever they are, whether that's digitally on voice, on video, or ultimately in person as well. And we're super excited about that journey. We can't thank you and the whole team enough for the partnership uh, and look forward to many, many more years together. Likewise, great working with you and the team. Adam, thanks so much for letting us join you on your journey. We're proud to partner with you and the whole team at Ulta Beauty and proud of the creativity and leadership that you've shown in delivering a radically personal guest experience. And we look forward to partnering with you for many more years to come. I'm Joseph Ancinelli, CEO of Gladly. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or visit us at radicallypersonal.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. This is Radically Personal.